Hello, everybody. This is Alex Barthet with the Lean Zone podcast. Today, we're going to talk about your fleet. And we have the preeminent expert on fleet management, and that's Kenny with Enterprise. How are you doing, Kenny? I'm doing well, Alex. How are you today? Great. Great. So, Kenny, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Enterprise does. Sure, Alex. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, have a platform to speak on to continue to educate your listeners on uh, what's going on in the automotive industry and anything that they can do to help ensure that they stay uh, proactive as possible uh, to reduce their overall cost. So thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for everything that you do every day uh, in the South Florida market for our clients and all. Um, so my name is Kenny Tyson. I'm the area sales manager for Enterprise Fleet Management located here in Coconut Creek. Um, we are the sister company to Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So combined, uh, we are the largest transportation solution in the world. Um, we're the number one fleet management company in North America. And what we do specifically, Alex, is we work with small to mid-sized companies who own and operate a fleet, fleet of vehicles. And we help them take a look at all the different moving costs and parts associated with running a fleet from acquisition to disposal and everything in between. And our team's goals is to help align our prospects and clients' business goals with their fleet to help them, number one, reduce their overall cost, number two, improve operational efficiencies, and number three, let them focus on their core business and driving revenues and not on a fleet of vehicles. Wow. Okay, so let's get right into it and talk about the current state of buying buying a car because you just turn on the news and you hear about the fact that you know it's impossible to find a car. Car prices are going through the roof. So why don't we start there? What is it that you at Enterprise are seeing in this regard? I'm guessing it's a lot of the same, right? How hard is it for your construction uh, clients to get cars and trucks? Yeah, we're definitely in a, in a unique situation, um, Alex. Um, obviously, pre-COVID, you know, um, it was very easy for, for folks to get vehicles off a dealer lot, go to their local dealer, get whatever they needed. Um, and obviously, once COVID hit, you, you had the COVID, you know, restraints, you had supply chain issues, factories shutting down, um, and so we find ourselves in an environment today where uh, the auto industry has kind of been turned upside down. So what does that mean to folks listening today? So um, manufacturers have simply cut the amount of vehicles that they're producing year over year. Um, and the simple fact is the demand is outpacing the supply drastically. So we're seeing vehicle prices up roughly 13% year over year, where historically vehicle prices would typically increase two to 3%. Um, we're also seeing manufacturers pulling back on incentives that used to be out in the marketplace. So for example, uh, you might've been able to, to get three, $4,000 off of an incentive on a cargo van. Now you're seeing zero incentives. So it's extremely important in this environment for folks to be proactive with the way that they look at their fleet um, and try to order ahead of time. We're, we're telling our partners looking 12 to 24 months out um, just because vehicles aren't readily available like they were pre-COVID. Well, you um, told me something. And so you if told you me are, something when we spoke go ahead. not too long ago. Um, you mentioned to me 
that there was an allocation. I can't remember if you told me it was General Motors or uh, Nissan, but for that they had an allocation that that was uh, fully used up in what? What did you say? A day? A week? Yeah. So. Pre-COVID, you know, if you wanted to order vehicles directly through the manufacturer, manufacturers typically have their order banks open four to six months out of the year. Um, we have seen manufacturers open up order banks and shut them down within 24 hours, um, multiple different manufacturers. And so um, it's really constraining uh, a lot of the folks out there in the marketplace that are trying to acquire vehicles as low as possible. Now, the good news is you know, we're helping our partners be as proactive as possible. We're staying ahead because obviously we know when order banks are opening up, we're getting um, their orders in line prior to the order banks opening so we can help them uh, as best as possible to ensure they have the best possible outcome to get the allocation. But Alex, at the end of the day, manufacturers are going to a controlled allocation. So what that means is pre-COVID, you know, you were able to order, for example, 25, 30 vehicles to the manufacturer, you would get those vehicles. Well, now majority of these manufacturers are moving to an allocation process, meaning that they're looking at the history of your purchasing over the last three years. And based upon your purchase history, that's how they're looking at allocating what new vehicles that they're going to give to you moving forward. That's, um, not, that's not unusual for the construction industry in this market. I, I will tell you, you know, many of our clients are seeing allocation with respect to other scarce construction products. So for example, many of our clients uh, were and some still are on concrete allocation, meaning, you know, you can't get concrete for your project just because you picked up the phone and called them the day before. Um, you know, we have clients that are receiving phone calls that say, um, you have these three projects set to deliver um, for concrete delivery. We're only delivering one. So which one do you want? So it seems like it is a significant supply chain issue for all of the things that impact the construction business. Uh, construction vehicles being no different. I want to go back to something you said, though, Kenny. So did you say that the entire order bank was gone in 24 hours? That means you had you had one day to get your to, to get your order in for a car. That's correct. So how, how was someone yeah, to pretty crazy with... time. Yeah, so in order to combat that, Alex, you know, it's, it, as I mentioned earlier, we just got to help, you know, folks be as proactive as possible and understand um, what's going on in the marketplace, right? It's, no, it's not a sales tactic, right? It's real world. And so if, if, pros, if folks out there miss the opportunity to factor you order the vehicles, their secondary option now is having to buy the vehicles directly through the dealer when they arrive. Now, the, the problem with that, Alex, is obviously you're not guaranteed to get the options that you want. You're not a guaranteed to get the vehicle specced out exactly how you want. And you're more than likely going to be paying MSRP plus, plus, plus once the vehicles do arrive. Um, so the theme that I'm trying to get across, Alex, to your listeners is be as proactive as possible with your replacement plans, with any growth opportunities that you believe are on the horizon and act early because that's how you're going to ensure the lowest acquisition cost possible with the way that you're acquiring vehicles for your fleet. So obviously the idea of going to a dealer is a last resort um, because you're going to pay the most for the vehicle. So if I'm a construction company today 
and I have a fleet of 20, 30, 50 vehicles, um, and I'm using, and I'm not using Enterprise, you're saying, I, I because you're the largest, I probably should come to you and at least hear what you have to say. And, it, and no matter what I do, I need to start planning on what I'm going to do with the vehicles I have and the vehicles I want because I'm going to have a very short window to make any decision in the future, right? You don't see this changing. Yeah, we, we, we think this is going to be um, the state of the auto industry for the next 24 months or so. Now, I know we're talking about the doom and gloom, Alex, with acquisition prices on the rise. Um, the, 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 the good news is, is resale values are at an all-time high, right? So the resale market is up roughly 41% whereas acquisition costs are up roughly 13%. So if you take a proactive approach and you're looking at your fleet, Alex, the good news is you have a ton of equity in your current vehicles today, and they're worth more than they ever are, which is helping offset the acquisition increase. Uh, but to your point, yeah, it's extremely important to take a look at your fleet plan. And it's not just acquisition costs, right? What we help our partners look at, Alex, is what we call total cost of ownership. So what are your cent per mile cost from the time that you get the vehicle into your fleet by the time you dispose of the vehicle in your fleet and what is it costing you to operate in between and if you look at all those different moving factors what are you doing today to ensure that you're driving the lowest cent per mile in your fleet because that's the name of the game right so we look at vehicles like stock so if we're able to help our partners acquire at the lowest possible price and maximize their resale through our resale channel outlets at the highest possible price, we reduce your operating expenses throughout, which ultimately drive your total cost to operate as low as possible. And that's really our secret sauce. Well, it's, it's interesting because if all you look at is what is it gonna cost me to buy a new vehicle, that's a very small piece of the total operating budget of your fleet. Only heightened now by the cost of fuel. So if you have a fleet that is running, I don't know, five miles a gallon worse than what a new fleet would uh, run at, I mean, that number alone is significant, right? Yeah, 100%. Majority of, of folks' um, costs in operating a fleet come in your operating expense, so fuel and maintenance, right? And you hit the nail on the head, Alex. Fuel is up 38% per gallon, right? Maintenance, we know, tracking 2 million vehicles, maintenance costs are up 17%. So the longer you hold your vehicle, the more ex the, the higher uh, cost you're experiencing at the maintenance shop, the higher cost you're experiencing at the fuel pump. And so we take a look at all those data points. And what we're able to show our partners is that you can theoretically get in a newer vehicle, fixed and budgeted maintenance at a lower cost today than what your older paid off vehicles are because it's just a shift in cost. So if you think about it, if you have a vehicle in your fleet today, Alex, it's paid off for, right? You think you have no payment and tr that's true. You're not making a payment to a fleet management company or to the bank, but you are making a payment to the fuel pump and the maintenance shop, right? So you have a large OPEX expense. And what we just try to show through data and analytics is what if we just shift that cost from a variable, you know, non-fixed cost to a fixed and budgeted cost and what would that look like to your bottom line? And that's what we just help our partners and prospects try to educate them on so that they can help make the best financial decision for their business moving forward. I'm guessing another component of this too is um, a 
cost associated with insuring a newer vehicle versus an older vehicle, number one. And the softer component of, of your team driving newer vehicles, the look and how they feel versus older vehicles, right? That's something that should be accounted for, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, insurance premiums are up 9%. South Florida market is just crazy, as you know, and your, your listeners probably know. Um, all it does is go up and to the right year over year, right? So, I mean, what, at the end of the day, newer vehicles, right? They come out with the newest safety features, right? Your blind spot monitoring, your reverse sensing, your reverse backup cameras. These types of safety features will help alleviate accidents more often than not, right? Which will help reduce your lost runs. Um, and so at the end of the day, we just want to help our partners be in the newest, safest, reliable vehicles so that they can get to and from their job sites and protect their two greatest assets, which is their people and their brand, right? So if we can do that and help them reduce costs in the meantime, it's a win-win all around. So if I, so what's the fleet size that enterprise typically, typically works with? What's the, what's the fewest number of vehicles I need to, to join enterprise? Yeah, so great question. So our, our niche is really working with companies who own and operate 20 or more vehicles in their fleet or who have a reimbursement program and we'll take a look at the cent per mile analysis um, what it looks like reimbursing drivers versus being in a company vehicle but our threshold alex is roughly 20 or more vehicles in the fleet because the reason why we focus on that is um, once you get to 20 vehicles or more in your fleet that's when your fleet requires full-time attention uh, but you don't necessarily want to put full-time money or people on that uh, and that's where we come in um, we come in and we help them be the cheapest employee on their books um, and help them from everything, as I mentioned earlier, from acquisition to resale and uh, operating expenses throughout the life cycle of the vehicle. So if I'm a small contractor, I don't have 20 vehicles. I have you know, 5, 10, maybe 15. What are some of the things that I could do just to be more proactive in managing my own fleet? What are some of the, the things that Enterprise does that, you know, just our good, good practice for, for someone managing a fleet. Yeah. So first advice I would give is to number one, make sure that you're keeping an eye on your operating expenses more times than not, Alex, when we meet with decision makers and owners of companies, they do a really good job of knowing what their buy is on their vehicles, but they lose sight on what their operating expenses are. And we know managing 2 million vehicles, that's where your largest cost component comes. So I would encourage folks, number one, to keep a keen eye on their operating expenses, their fuel and maintenance costs, right? Because oftentimes that can creep up a lot higher than what they actually know. Number two, I would encourage people to be flexible in this environment. So what do I mean by that? Well, Alex, you might be a construction company. You're used to operating all, you know, three quarter ton pickup trucks. But if it's a constraint to get three quarter ton pickup trucks, is there an opportunity for you to downsize the type of vehicle that you have, but still be able to do the same type of job, right? So being extremely flexible in your fleet is important in this environment with the constraints and, and, and the shortage of vehicles out there in the marketplace. And then the last thing I would tell Alex to the listeners is just to make sure that you're staying proactive as possible with your fleet of vehicles. Again, the days of going to the dealer and buying you know, what's readily available are, are pretty much over. And so if you want to help drive your costs down as low as possible, you got to stay proactive with the way that you look at your fleet, looking 12 to 24 months out, what vehicles are getting high in mileage, what vehicles are starting to cost you more in maintenance. 
and put a plan in place to rotate those vehicles out before you start incurring high unexpected repairs, which are going to lead you to go to the dealer and buy a vehicle at a, you know, a higher than normal price, uh, ultimately um, driving your costs up and to the right. So the goal would be don't wait until I need a new transmission to buy the next vehicle because now I've done, I've created two problems, right? I've, I've got a, a cost associated with the repair of my vehicle. I've got a vehicle now that's worth less because it has a transmission that's not working. And now I'm going to get gouged when I walk into the dealership because they know I need a vehicle right away. That's, that's the worst case scenario. The, what I should be doing is thinking, okay, this vehicle, it's got, you know, 70,000 miles on it. Let me go to the dealership now. Let me order the new vehicle that'll be here in 12 weeks and plan to rotate it out, right? That's the right way to do it, right? 100%. We, our, our message is always we'd rather be proactive than reactive. Right, right. Um, well, Kenny, this has been tremendously helpful information. What, um, if folks wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do it? Yeah, the best way to get in touch with me, um, obviously, I'm at your Lunch and Learns from here and there. I'm very involved in the ABC, AGC, CSF, so I'm always in the networking fields out there. So if you see me at a networking event, don't hesitate to say hello. Um, I can be contacted on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so my LinkedIn is Kenny Tyson. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, and I love to connect with your listeners and viewers. And if I could ever be of assistance, you know, I'm more than happy to, to lend my ear and advice and I look forward to uh, to working with you and your people and, and helping any way I can. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch you on the next podcast.